if you have just moved a thousand miles from where you call home to a new country then this podcast was made for you welcome to settling podcast a 21st century immigrant's diary and your one-stop shop for all things becoming an immigrant i'm chisum ezilo your host and also an immigrant like yourself here we sit and have heartfelt conversations about our different journeys and what it takes to settle in this new place we call home we talk about all things corporate socializing finding love the challenges and building beautiful relationships i can't wait to sit down and merge our stories while laughing crying and celebrating our wins together now let's dive in Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Settling Salaries. Um, you guys know that this is a new segment in the podcast where we really just talk about the salaries of settlers across the globe. So today I have another anonymous guest and we are just going to get into, get into the conversation of what this guest earns, industry, everything. She's going to give us the numbers of um, in her industry essentially and how it relates to her and her own personal experience. So without further ado, let's just get into the conversation for today. Hi, hello, how are you doing today? Hola, hola, hola. I'm good, I'm good, how are you? I'm great as well, I'm great. So thank you for being um, a guest on this segment of the podcast. So um, can you just introduce yourself for us? Um, okay, um, a young lady. <laughs> 30 years, just 10, 30. So yeah. And I work with an audit firm in Ireland um, as an audit manager and mainly in the financial services industry. So talking about banks, insurance companies, special purpose vehicles, asset lease financing, that space. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you worked in, how long, how many years of experience do you have working in this industry? I've been in this industry my whole career, uh, my whole working life. Right after uni, I was employed in an audit firm. So I've been doing audits since I finished uni. So I've been there for like, let's say, not in Ireland though, but then um, in audits for more than six years. I, I don't know if you'd be surprised if it's like seven, but it's just the same more than six years. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about seven years of experience in this industry. Okay. Now, coming to Ireland, where you live, can you share the approximate annual salary or income that someone with your skill set, with the number of years of experience that you have, can earn, like, if they are in Ireland? I'm going to break it down because I've always not been a manager. Um, okay. With other firms, you have like their different rankings. Let me just call them rankings. Um, so I was a senior associate before I became a manager. I did my associate years in other firm, not in Ireland. So I'll just talk about my senior associate years. Okay. And for senior associate with the company I work with, we just have two levels in senior associate before you move on to being a manager. Mm-hmm. So I definitely started with senior associate one, went to senior associate two, and then became a manager. So we're go- we are going to go with the senior associate one salary for status. So that's a 46,000 annual salary. Bear in mind, even with the 46,000, something that practice, when I say practice, I mean other firms, what they normally do is there's a ranking. 
such an internal ranking. So it's more like, um, let me just give one to five. So maybe one is that you're not performing well at all, like terrible. And five is like you're an outstanding person. So this 46,000 salary I'm seeing right now is for someone who is averagely doing what they're supposed to do as an employee. Okay, so um, let's say the person was a five. How often do you even see a five? And if the person is a five, well, how, how much are we talking about? Well, I wasn't a five, so I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> but then um, definitely it would it will be in the range, definitely above 46,000 because that's what an average person would get. And then I'm, I'm, I don't think it will go above above 50 i don't think well i don't know like i said but i don't think it will go above maybe like maybe a 2k 2k difference okay hopefully okay yeah. and this this forty six thousand is without tax is that correct yes gross salary okay perfect i have a tax calculator here i had to bring a tax calculator because in the <laughs> last episode i was saying everything based on assumptions and in this tax cal- calculator i'm really just going to enter the annual salary and it will tell us what's um it will just break down the numbers for us right so see don't just remind me of my heart attacks when i get <laughs> my net salary i beg you <laughs> like <laughs> we're going to get into that we're going to get into it so yearly um yearly in this show you're earning forty six thousand euros per annum the net yearly salary would then be thirty five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine um euros per annum yes on a monthly basis, with without tax, you're earning three thousand eight hundred and thirty-three. That is without tax. Then with tax, you are taking home two thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine two nine nine nine. Was that similar to what you were getting? About two nine. Maybe there were other deductions, but what I remember was around two eight. Okay, there were probably like other deductions and yeah. stuff like that. I'm not sure what tax that this calculator is calculating, but like it's just calculating general tax in Ireland. So maybe pension, um, this is not removing pension and all of all those other contributions that you might have had. Um, essentially, the amount that goes roughly into um, into tax is, on a monthly basis, let me just do the calculation here. We're talking about 834, and you can imagine the cumulative of this times 12. So at the end of the year, you are paying 10,000 euros in tax. Like at the end, do you know what I can do with 10,000 euros? I know, right? Out of 46. 000, exactly. Like... That is absolutely insane. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's our reality anyway. It is our reality. <laughs> but, um, in this, what benefits and bonuses were you also getting besides like your annual salary or the salary that you had to take home? I think it's just the normal benefits that every, most companies provide as health insurance, uh-huh. life insurance. Well, I was, this is not a benefit, but I'm, I'm happy about it. Christmas vouchers because that money comes in handy. That is a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> um, what are that? Um, well, there's car insurance as well. Yeah, so you can join the group car insurance of the company and it subsidizes your insurance that you have to pay. We already know how much insurance costs in the country. Like, mind okay, that's a good one. That's so, actually yeah. a good one. Okay, yeah. perfect. And yeah, what are the benefits? Um, yeah, pension, like you already mentioned. Free parking at work, I think that's a benefit, to be honest. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> free parking is always a yeah. benefit. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is, yeah. Okay, now we have clarity on what you could possibly earn as a senior associate one in an auditing firm. Can you give us more insight as to like the senior associate? So like, what does that look like financially? Okay, so um, that was just for senior associate two. From I'm still talking about average level, which is the 46k for a senior associate one. It's a 10k upgrade to a senior associate two, and so when you become senior associate two average average um employee should i say um mm-hmm. you get you are entitled 56k gross salary as a senior associate too so that's a 10k upgrade from a senior associate one and obviously same applies if you were five you definitely get more maybe 60k i honestly don't know but yeah or 59 whatever it is yeah how long did, so does it take that. from you to for you to move from one to two how long like what's the time difference with other firms, it's pretty, I'll say it's pretty simple because if you're doing your job, rest assured, you'll be promoted yearly. It's only when you become a manager that it might it, it might not take a year. It might take um, maybe two minimum. But if you are an associate, senior associate, rest assured, so far as you're doing your job well, you will definitely be promoted. And even with the company I work with, there are half-year promotions. So being I, as a person being lucky, I didn't even have to wait a full year before I was promoted into my next level. I was promoted half yearly. So if you do your job well, you will be promoted as a senior, as an associate or a senior associate. So let's say six months to a year to be promoted. Besides the annual salary, are there any any other new benefits besides all the benefits stay the same? So for a senior associate, one, you are entitled to record your overtime hours and you can take that overtime hours either in money or in extra leave days so let's just say as a senior one i worked 50 hours overtime so that 50 hours and per day it was 7.3 7.3 hours per day so that's um well let's say five days i'm just rounding up approximately five days from that 50 hours overtime so i either can get that five days worth of salary don't forget you'll be taxed or you take it as extra leave days so what i normally do is just take it as leave days because i don't see why i should just give the tax money tax man more money yeah so just yeah take it yeah. as rest days yeah okay yeah. let's do the breakdown the tax breakdown for the senior associate to salary mm. your annual is your annual salary your gross income is 56 your annual your net salary is 41000 your gross monthly is 4667 and your net monthly is 3429 you are paying 1000 the difference in income is um 1230 that's how you how much you are letting go on a monthly basis and if you multiply that by 12 that is on a on an annual basis the amount that goes into tax is 14856 before it was 10 about 10000 now it has increased to 14000 so the more you earn the more the the money you are paying. Hmm. I can't I can't imagine what the manager is going to do. Let's get into the manager <laughs> conversation. How much do you earn? How much do you earn in an auditing company as a manager? How much do you earn? So for the manager, I can't even say that was a 10k increase because the earnings, the total gross salary was 69k. 
other points because I know I was still average. So honestly, I wasn't average again. I don't know. But then all I know is that the normal gross salary I was getting was 69. 69. Okay. The breakdown. Gross pay, 69. Take home, that's your net pay, is 47. Before it was 41, now it's 47. Um, on a monthly basis, gross pay, 55,750. Net pay, 3,987. Th net Let's do the calculations again. So, 5,750, 3,987. So, on a monthly basis, the amount you are letting go of um, for tax is 1,763. And on an annual basis, we are talking about 21,156. Whoa! So, it went from being 10,000 to 14. And now 21. 21. 21. That means someone who earns. What was that? You realize, as an audit manager, the net salary that they got is what? 3.9 or 3.7? You said. And as then a, as a senior two, you got 3.4. So literally, yeah. just a 300 euro difference. Literally. Between a senior two and a manager just because of tax. Unless at the end of the world, you have to comfort, comfort yourself with is the title. <laughs> that is the title. I'm a manager. Okay. Bragging rights, that's all. Like, really, if you critically look at it, it's just bragging rights. Because what? Now, 21 is a lot. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> but do the benefits still stay, do the benefits still stay the same? Or there are more benefits? No. So initially, for parking for my firm, it was just for manager and above. But when COVID hit, it's like everybody needs, if you want them to come into the office when they needed to come into the office, you had to give them more like uh, incentive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More like incentive. So it was like now it was open to everybody to park. So I'll say some things that were just for managers now are open to anybody. Well, for the parking as well, sorry, for the car insurance, also for manager above, I believe. So that's something that's different from just being a senior associate too, if I'm not lying. But yeah, I think for um, the car insurance thing, I think it's also for manager and above. But to be honest, the rest is just everybody is entitled to that. So Yeah. And to make this progression from senior associates one to two to senior associates to manager like on an average we're talking about three years yeah mm. three years yeah. it can be done shorter than that but yeah so like because of the whole half year promotion thing you can actually take one and a half years depends on how good you are yeah so one and a half to three years i, I can see on top of my head yeah okay perfect so you Based on the let's compare what this like what this reality is with where you are coming from. How would you think that like what's the difference that you see? Is there anything that stands out to you, or it's fairly the same thing? To be honest, with actual work, it's similar, very similar. Okay, actual work. But if you are saying in terms of salary, to be honest, I don't even think we can compare because we already know um salaries from Africa based on exchange rates. 
it's just that doesn't it's you can't compare like the exchange rate alone will make it seem like you're a baller if you go back to yeah Africa yeah with such like an amount yeah and also if you go back to africa you can live with your parents you don't have to pay rent your mom will cook free food you don't have to consider a lot of things so it's hard to compare but i will compare it to let's say similar european countries because i am in a european country and I think it's it's a par, to be honest. It's a par. I feel like practice, that's what practice pays, to be honest. Other firms, that's what they pay. Yeah, there might be other countries that may pay slightly higher, but it's not something that is too high, Yeah, obviously. Let's not even consider America in this because we already know America people are bullish. Let's just forget about them. Let's play with our mates. <laughs> so like for Europe, I just think, um, yeah, it's a par, to be honest. It's a par. Oh, would you say that, I mean... I mean, yes, warrior say is a par, but would you say that it is if it was a fair um, earning based on what's like what you had seen in Europe and in every other country, like in Europe, essentially? Well, unfortunately for me, I didn't even do too much of a research um, okay. to see, yeah, because when I was moving here, I didn't do too much of a research, but when I came, I did do that research and I realized that. It is it's what similar people in my position are even getting. And even people somewhere else are even getting something a bit lesser. So that's how I was saying that if I compare my skill sets, my role, my company to what people are getting in similar companies, it is especially also where I'm living because I'm living in the main city, the capital of Ireland. So that's one of the places, not even one, it is the high, it has the yeah. highest cost of living in Ireland. So if I'm going to compare that to maybe someone living in London, obviously London's economic situation is way different from Dublin, although London's also like what, the capital or whatever. So like if I'm going to compare with someone in London, someone in London might be getting slightly higher, clearly pound is different from euro, but then it won't be as much, but I don't think it would be maybe yeah. like a 10K difference. Yeah, it won't yeah. Be. It falls yeah. within the same range, essentially. Exactly. Uh, perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. What percentage of your salary would you say you spend on living expense, like housing, utilities, groceries? I know you said, like, um, where you're staying, the capital city of Ireland is a bit pricey, mm. but, like, what percentage yeah. of this you're earning would you say that you put towards, like, living expense? Well, definitely about 50%, because, above. like, rent alone will just... <laughs> Rent to humble you <laughs> literally rent it will finish you yeah yeah and in life as as you also progress in life i'm just someone who likes comfort to be honest um and as you progress in life you also need to progress your comfort in life to be honest yeah. so you definitely take on certain extra expenses but definitely make sure that they tally with your income definitely don't go and overdo but yeah so definitely i'll say about 50 percent of my salary goes into it was your um would you say that your take home salary actually takes you home would you would you say that my leaves me at the junction <laughs> i walk the rest of the journey <laughs> it leaves me happy at the junction <laughs> i just have to crawl back to my home <laughs> oh my, that's, a, that's a really interesting way to put it it leaves you at the junction i'm gonna steal that one it i'm does. going to steal that one. <laughs> so would you usually have like in terms of like your salary or is it your mm-hmm. you spending about 50 percent on living expense at least more than at least 50 percent mm-hmm. would you say yeah. you had like enough to save like 
how did you tie in saving and living in such a pricey state? Like, how did you how did you balance both of them and do them effectively? Hmm. Well, currently, I'm not married, so I don't have too many expenses, I would say. But if I was married, I think I would have been screwed on that salary, to be honest. Because taking care of a family on that salary, I really don't know how people are doing it, to be honest. I really don't know, because that's a struggle. But currently, for me, and I'm, I've always been a saver, I make sure at least I save 10% of my salary. At least. I like That's the minimum. Because you never know what will happen like in, in life. You never know. So at least you have... I, I do well to save 10% of my salary and just make sure you you pay the necessities like rent. If you don't pay rent, where would you live? Like make sure you pay the things that you actually really need to pay and the rest just plan. See, mm, do I really need this this month or don't I like just plan it out and just take the most necessary things, pay for them and make sure you have saved at least 10%. And don't forget tithe, to be honest. God is the one protecting us, isn't it? So we need to be paying <laughs> for tithe as well. And then, yeah, I do my best to pay, um, save, sorry, 10% of my salary, at least. Well, um, talking, going deeper into like savings and stuff, like how do you save? Where do you save? Like any platforms you can recommend that you use and all of all that. To be honest, if when I go and check my phone, I'm sure somebody has sent me a link because I'm always talking about savings and I've still not found the right fit for me in savings in this country because I've been struggling to... Because when I came here, I remember oh, people were like, oh, credit unions, join credit unions. I did actually join credit unions and I don't see anything. Like nothing is happening. Then I saw this another Bank of Ireland um, investment thing. I don't see... Like to be honest, I haven't found the right fit because any investment thing I find out there... What annoys me is that whatever interest you get is going to be taxed. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, you've already taxed me. And from what you've given me, I've taken it humbly, quietly. I'm trying to make do with it. And even with that, you want to tax me. Come on, man. Like, it's too much. So I haven't found the right fit, to be honest. I'm still researching to find the right fit for me. And I haven't found it yet. For now, I'm still managing my credit union and stuff, which I don't see anything going on there. But I'm I'm looking out for something. If you do find something, please, I'm your first candidate. Call me immediately. <laughs> I think that this is something that has been consistent in terms of like when I ask people, because I honestly research and ask people like, what do you use to save and stuff like that? I really don't think there is that one thing that helps, I don't know, um, helps me save as much as I would like um, here. To be honest, I haven't found like, I haven't found something that works and I'm like, okay, this works. I'm sticking with it. When I was in, uh, when I was back home, I used to use Piggyvest and that worked efficiently for me, efficiently. But I haven't found like an alternative like Piggyvest too. Um, I so, feel like there are other apps as well that people talk about. The Giro? The Giro is for stock investing. The okay. Giro is for stock investing. I actually just left um a a financial masterclass now and one of the mm. things that they mentioned was and uh, one that they mentioned i'd never really heard about before was ireland state savings essentially ireland oh. state saving is you investing in state treasury in ireland so apparently you're putting money you're giving the government money something like, well, like that. bonds something like that yes um mm. I, I think i just I, that, was, that was essentially mm. the summary of what it was and then another okay. one that they mentioned um was linked finance linked finance is essentially um, a platform that helps you invest in other people's businesses 
I think um, I have a research about it. I really just heard it right before this chat with you. So um, Link Finance and Ireland State Savings are two that I've never heard before. And Same I think here. that um, I think that I'm going to do like a deep dive into or how it works and if it works for me and stuff. But yes, um, if anyone has any, if you have any financial means that you save with or invest with, please hundred percent share with us. Um, let us know. We're looking for everything that we need. Like, let's get our money bags together. Let's get our money <laughs> bags together. Okay, so another question that I have here is like lessons that you have learned about like managing finances settling in a new country. Like, was it different from back home? How are you managing your finances now and all of all that? Um, personally, I've always been good with money. I yeah. Say. I I don't really need to budget. Like, like I just know what to do with my salary and I still have enough to take of myself. But until recently, I've realized that um, budgeting actually is a good thing. Like, actually have a spreadsheet and lay it out. Well, maybe I'm, I might be biased because I work with an audit firm. I'm good with numbers. But, but I feel like working with the budget is very, very good. Because you can have, you can build a spreadsheet. It's very simple. It's not really difficult. Just put in, literally just typing your salary that you get, list out the things that you normally spend on, which is rent, what electricity, what groceries, fuel, if you have a car, like those necessities, and put approximately how much you want to spend on them. Take them out of your salary. See how much you have, obviously savings included. See how much you have left with that money, with like from if you take your expenses from your income, see what you have left and see what you want to do with that money. Because sometimes if you just leave money in your accounts, you might feel like, oh, I have money. So you just be tapping, buying stuff and you, you just get carried away. And I don't know, they were like, mm, I don't even have money or I, I haven't I've overspent and stuff like that. It, it's a good way to to check on how you spend and also it helps you identify where you spend most of your money on. And if you realize that that's not where you should be spending your money on, at least you get to see that and rectify that quickly. Mm. I feel like I'm budgeting. I feel like um, that part where you mentioned, like um, it would help you see where you spend most of your money on. Mm. Someone called it cash holes, cash holes. It must be this the 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 in this webinar that I went to, there was a lady there, yeah. IBK, um, IBK Bello. Essentially, she called cash holes those things that your guilty pleasures. Cash holes, I think, yeah, cash holes. They're your guilty pleasures that you just mm. keep spending money on, but you don't know that they are yeah. actually eating. You're eating your future away. So find those <laughs> cash holes and try to block them as soon as you can. Maybe like buying coffee every day when you go to the office or something like that. When there is free yeah. coffee in the office, that kind of stuff. I like right. Honestly, um, this has been super insightful. Thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your own story with us. Um, this brings us to the end of this episode of um settling salaries, but um, like you guys know. Stay safe, stay fabulous, and I will see you again in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You've left me grinning hard at this point. If this podcast resonated with you, ensure to share, subscribe, and definitely give us a shout on Instagram at settling underscore podcasts. 
If you would like to share your own story or nominate your favorite immigrants, reach out to us via our email in the show notes below. But in the meantime, keep staying fabulous till we meet again in the next episode.